Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. takes us back. That's got to be like 82, maybe? 83. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer to the 630 Chet Studios. This is Orders Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. The Edmonton Orders on a five-game homestand coming off of a 6-5 overtime loss against one of the best teams in the NHL over the last couple of years, the Boston Bruins, a wild game. Uh, Bruins up 4-1 in the second period. Neither goalie particularly good. Some good players had off nights that made for a thrilling hockey game. A game in which I'd like to get your comments on on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. Here we go. I want to know, like, you know, do you sit there and look at the entertainment value and say, geez, they're down 4-1, they ended up getting a point, or are you frustrated they didn't get the win? And should we be concerned about how the Edmonton Oilers played? It's the eighth consecutive game since the All-Star break. The Oilers have given up three-plus goals. Texas, 780-496-0063. Again, the degree of difficulty was there. That was a good squad the Oilers were playing last night. You can also reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Don't miss Warrant and Quiet Riot live at the River Creek tomorrow. It's uh, February the 23rd. Here are your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. And we're going to be on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline a lot today. Sportsnet Gene Principe to uh, talk to us uh, a bit about uh, an initiative in town at about 522 today at 535 for our friends at GCL Diesels. Uh, Check that at uh, yeah at uh, well Louis de Russ will join us at six oh five today. Ron McLean will join us at five thirty five from NHL Hockey and Rogers and at six thirty five. So Ron McLean is going to be our first uh, uh, regular guest that we have on the show today, and then we're going to hear from Louis, and then we're going to hear for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John Shannon, Brendan Escott is with us. Brendan, how you doing? What do you think about last night's game? It was uh, a bit of a wild one. It was uh, obviously uh, a true test and one of those playoff-type teams who brought a playoff-type game. And I really liked how Edmonton matched it physically, particularly Corey Perry, who continues to produce from approximately three feet outside the net. And I love it. Uh, but there's a lot left to be desired with this team. Stuart Skinner certainly would want some of those goals back. And the team in front of him, frankly, is not making it as easy on him as they had been over that winning streak. All right, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Sterling jumps in early from the hat. Bob, you're doing a great job. Well, someone debate that. Uh, I still get butterflies when seeing, says Sterling. Stuart Skinner facing shots. His positioning last night was off, reminiscent of the first 12 games of the year. Six goals to win a game, as we know, is not sustainable on the road or in the playoffs. Thanks. That one comes to us from Sterling. And again, the, I, I don't think Edmonton played very well. Their penalty killing right now is just getting absolutely gouged. Uh, off the top of my head, they have killed off 14 of the last 25 situations. That's 56% of the PK since the All-Star break. Not good enough, especially given the fact they were at 94% at 44-47 during the 16-game winning streak. Again, you can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, with uh, Kelly McCrimmon's cap gymnastic ability, 
Uh, can you let me know when when they end up uh, getting Jake Gunsel? Well, if you've not heard, we'll get hit on the injury report a little bit later on. Mark Stone is out with the lacerated spleen. Brendan, have you ever suffered a spleen injury? I've heard it's horrendously painful. I had one when I was 20, and it was not good. Uh, took me about a month. Was not lacerated. Um, and then I got another one when I was 28. So back to back. And it was a rough go for a while. Um, lacerated sp- spleens can take anywhere from two to four months. Two months, eh? That would kind of take us right in the window. The regular season ends on April the 18th. Everyone's thinking the same thing with the Vegas Golden Knights, that they're going to be poised to go get Jake Gunsel. And because they can put Mark Stone on LTIR for the rest of the year and then get Stone back come playoff time. Everybody is thinking that that's what invariably is going to happen. Anthony in uh, Trenton has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, entertainment value was there. I'm looking to have a good night watching my team. Great game, wild comeback. I couldn't sleep after it. Still buzzing. So exciting. Didn't get the win. Can't win them all. That one comes to us from Anthony in uh, Ontario. Uh, Cracker Jack has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, uh, Evander Kane was awful. He looks lazy. Can't be a passenger at 5 million. Well, Evander would be the first to tell you he had a tough game. Turned the puck over, obviously, on the 5-4 goal for Boston that David Pasternak scored. Evander tried to play it to an open wing instead of just chipping it short side down the wall. And then in overtime, uh, didn't skate to Jeremy Swayman on that puck that was sort of ice to him, forcing Swayman to play the puck. Was desperate to get off the ice, ended up having to go back on because of the icing. Then I got caught in no man's land defending in a three-on-three situation. It was not a pretty night for Evander Kane. Our top story is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get a uh, get your AC today with Steve and Bobby and the gang at Legacy Heating and Cooling with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. And uh, no Ryan Nugent Hopkins again today at practice. The practice was at noon. Oilers hopeful to see him play against the Minnesota Wild tomorrow night. Minnesota and Calgary back-to-back nights. Let's get right to it. It is time. We head into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. The Oilers Now Audio Vault is brought to you by Direct Workwear. In these tight budget times, Direct Workwear is the superhero your wallet deserves. Huge selection, low prices at Direct Workwear. Oilers in the Bruins here at Rogers Place. Lorai on the right. The shot scores from the right wing point. Morgan Geeky let it go. Traffic in front of the net. It's a power play goal and 1-0 Boston. Kept in. Fogel going to the net. Oh, put it on goal. Scott! He's tied the game at one. Now Heinen to Marchand down the left wing. Shoots and scores. McAvoy right side to Boquist. Tip towards the net. Scores. Boquist let the shot go. They got redirected by Frederick here behind the play. Perry's got the gloves off with Weatherspoon. He popped him with a right. Gave him a left as well. Now they're tied up. Perry over, trying to go over the top. 
Wotherspoon getting in close. Wotherspoon will get a couple of rights. Perry was down for a moment, got right back up. Oh, and a big right by Corey Perry on Wotherspoon. Pasternak will shoot it, saved by Skinner. Rebound to Brusque, scores. And it's 4-1 for the Bruins. As Jake DeBrus, the local product, finds the loose puck. Vogel up against the boards. It comes free to Hyman. He'll get it in front to Vogel. Scores! Warren Vogel shovels it in on the backhand. He gets his second of the night. The Oilers cut the Bruin lead to 4-2. CC, his shot and his save. Scores! It snuck in behind Swayman! on the left wing point, will shoot it, tipped on that rebound, scores! Corey Perry has tied the game at four! Perry was there to pick up the rebound and get it underneath Swayman. Kane, and he'll go cross ice. Wow. Nobody there for the Oilers, kept in. Low ride of Pasternak, his shot scores! Back to the blue line, Echo his one-timer, Swayman shot, rebound, scores! Head to OT. To McDavid. To dry side. Oh, what a save by Swayman and the puck cleared out. Now he gets right to the middle. Here's McAvoy. He'll toe drag it. He scores. Charlie McAvoy came right through the middle. Little toe drag. Got it to the backhand. And the Bruins will win this one in overtime. 6-5 the final. There you go. And uh, great job editing that piece there, Brendan. And hey, there were lots of goals against. There were lots of mistakes. That's what happened. It was a sloppy affair for both teams. Uh, Warren Fogel, strong net drive, picked up a couple goals. He went to the high-rent district. A couple other thoughts. And So we talked. I mean, Evander Kane would be the first guy to tell you, I got to play better. He had, a, he had some rough moments during the course of that game. Um, I know that on the 4-1 goal, so in zone defense, basically, to simplify, some would suggest... Lefty plays low defensive left quadrant. Right D plays low defensive right quadrant. Left wing plays high uh, quadrant towards the opposition uh, d- defenseman. Right wing high right quadrant. The center is support. And on the 4-1 goal, Cody Cece was above the hash marks, which traditionally in zone, straight zone, maybe more like the zone Vegas plays, you wouldn't see often. You wouldn't see a defenseman chase that high. But the Oilers, because Boston um, likes to drag pucks back above the hash marks, sometimes have as many as four players there, there was a mechanism in place that would allow the defenders to go out because they didn't want to give time and space to uh, David Pasternak. What ended up happening there was there was a switch-off error down low. Dylan Holloway was playing center. By the way, how many shifts did Holloway get after that goal, Brendan? Not a lot. And but some. Bottom line is, my initial reaction was, okay, why is Cody Cece that high? That said, you still got to support back low if there is a switch-off in place, and some of it had to do with the style of D that's played. Boston plays a much more aggressive zone than Vegas currently plays. Vegas has a bigger, uh, stouter defense that forces you to attack the net. The Oilers didn't start attacking the net until about the 35-minute mark in that game. Brendan, there's another thing that happened last night to me. It became apparent what Ken Holland needs to do. Like they missed, it's fair to say they missed Nugent Hopkins last night, didn't they? Would you not agree on that? 
Yeah, in many aspects of the game, particularly the power play. You really saw what a facilitator he is, I think. Yeah, they missed him on the power play. Okay, the penalty killing, there is some argument out there that the analytics would suggest he's not the greatest penalty killing forward in the league, uh, but he's a smart player, and he's on the Oilers' first PK. And of course, he also would have been on the four-on-three power play, right, instead of Zach Hyman. Um, I, I think it was apparent when you watch the Oilers' fourth line against Boston's fourth line, they got the living snot kicked out of them in that matchup. Edmonton's too small right now in the bottom six. They got to add a little bit more size. I, I, I do you not concur with that? It, it, it was f- like visually evident out there, and you love guys like Sam Gagne and and certain elements of what they bring. But he is dwarfed on the ice. When you yeah. see a guy like uh, Brazo out there, Justin Brazo, who's six six, for example, like th- that's what holds up in the playoffs to me. Absolutely. Uh, bottom line, Edmonton took the loss. It was a good game. We got lots of texts coming in. We're going to get that, those. Uh, we're going to go back in the orders now. Audio Vault. Chris Knobloch had a day to sleep on it. We ran some of the audio post game from his availability last night. He had this to say on earning a point last night. Anytime it goes into overtime, um, we're never happy unless we get to the second one. Um, it's always a little bit of disappointment. Um, we had a chance in the power play to get the two points, and the power play had some really nice looks. You know, Leon had two really good shots there. Bush had um, a good two shots, one that just missed the net. So, you know, and their goalie came up big with some saves, but uh, there was our chance to win it, and I thought we had our looks. Unfortunately, they didn't go in like the uh, previous game um, or two two games ago. But, um, you know, there were some things we liked and some things that we need to get better at. All right, there you go. That's Chris Knobloch. Now, I asked Chris a question about the Oilers allowing three-plus games for eight, or three-plus goals for eight straight games since the All-Star break. Yeah, for the most part, I think of those eight games, five-on-five play with the chances we've given up um, has been adequate, not high. Probably two of them definitely could be better. The game against Boston definitely needed to be better. Um, You have to respect the opposition and what they provide and how they get their offense. But, um, yeah, good teams always are able to keep the puck out of the net. And um, we just got to get a little bit better at that. And that's, you know, whether getting an extra save, uh, staying on the box, getting an extra kill, and then just clamping down five on five. And Knobloch added an update on Ryan Nugent Hopkins' status. Still at home, sick, and hopefully he's good enough um, to be in the lineup tomorrow. You can tell that we miss him. He's obviously a good hockey player, and he provides a lot to our team. Um, Many areas, and... Yeah, hopefully he's uh, recovered and ready for us this weekend. As many of you would have seen with Jack Michaels' tweet earlier today, Calvin Pickard's gonna uh, was in the starters net. He's going to start tomorrow. Here's Chris Knobloch on Skinner's recent play. Well, I think, uh, you know, when we came back from the break, um, you know, I was asked quite a bit about, you know, the, the momentum and things were going really well. And, you know, I think a lot of things that didn't really affect it too much, the penalty kill, yes, and I think Stewart, like, through the month of January, he was the best goaltender. And, um, you know, that takes out of his rhythm. He's been playing so well. And, you know, I think as a team, we need to have a little more predictability in front of him. The chances that we're giving up too often, too good. And um, clean that up, just so much easier for him to play his game. And Stuart Skinner had these comments after practice today and why he's fallen off since the All-Star break. For my own assessment, I just need to uh, be a little bit more focused through the whole 60 minutes. Uh, I think that's pretty well it, to be honest. I think there's just been a couple moments where 
let off the gas pedal. And uh, in the NHL, if you do that, mistakes happen. So I'd say that. All right. And Skinner was also asked about managing his workload. I feel like I've gotten a pretty good, a good amount of experience. Um, I know last year I was able, I was, uh, I did it pretty well all season. Um, so I think for me, it's. Uh, I think I do have the experience to do it. I know what I need to do. Um, sometimes things don't go your way. Um, and uh, just being able to stay focused and keep going even when things don't go your way is the biggest thing for me anyways. All right. Uh, Darnell Nurse, meanwhile, was asked about the Oilers' penalty killing struggles. Again, the Oilers at just 56% on the kill since the All-Star break. The chances are probably, you know, we're getting away with a little bit uh, over the stretch when we were killing off, uh, you know, 16, 17 in a row. You know, you can't sustain that over the course of a, of a full season. So um, there's also probably some that are, that are going now that, uh, you know, maybe wouldn't have gone in at, at that point. And, uh, it's just, you know, us as killers, we take a lot of pride in it. And our goaltending has been so good. And they've, they've made so many big saves and so, so many big moments that uh, as killers, we just got to be you know, better, better at our jobs and limiting the amount of chances and, and great day looks that uh, we give up. Uh, we ran a little bit long on the list. Uh, in uh, 45 seconds' time, we'll hear from Gene Principe when we return on Oilers Now. All right, straight off to our headliner today, Sportsnet's Gene Principe. He's our Oilers Now headliner. It's brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Trent and uh, the gang at Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, and we're joined by Gene Principe. Hello, Gene. How you doing? Bob, I'm doing good, and I agree with you on uh, Trent and uh, and the jerky. That's uh, it is, and I I like jerky, and that is the best I've ever tasted. There you go, awesome stuff, Gene. Guess what? We have three minutes and ten seconds, and when I mean <laughs> when I mean we have three hundred three minutes and ten seconds, I mean we have three minutes and ten seconds. So tell us what you got going on. You wanted to give people a heads up on something that they yeah, real quick, uh, yeah, February fifteenth to February twenty ninth through the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation and Sports Central. It's Dave Stamenko's uh, put a lid on a kid. And uh, we, we've done it in various ways in the past. And some of it included, like, dropping off helmets at, at games in Ford Hall and uh, different uh, opportunities. And, and this year we, we thought we would try kind of a straightforward, if, if someone uh, has the interest and the opportunity and, and the money, uh, it's $50 and you put a lid on a kit. And uh, it's straightforward as that. You go to the Sports Central website at uh, sportscentral.org slash put a lid on a kid sorry for being so uh i feel like i'm I'm plugging something but i'm plugging a charity and something that uh, was uh, near and dear uh to dave and uh to us i remember his free flowing hair back in the early days but by the time he retired dave was wearing a helmet and uh you know wanted to make sure and i, I tell a quick story i was teaching my kids to skate and i remember my youngest one time uh, bob he fell back straight back and I want to say smashed uh, his helmet, not his head on the ice. And I always think back to having that helmet and what a difference it made for him. I don't know uh, what would have happened if uh, he didn't have it. So, um, yeah, the campaign runs till the 29th. We're just trying to, as always at Sports Central, trying to get kids involved in sport. And one of them is to have the right equipment and safe equipment. So we're hoping to put, uh, in honor of Dave Semenko, uh, a lid on as many kids as possible. Well, uh, you know, Dave was one of my favorite players for the obvious reasons because I like two types of players. Guys that can score and guys that can fight and those are two things that I couldn't do uh, very well. So, uh, but uh, you know, he was he was a legendary personality to say the least and he knew how to 
uh, certainly uh, sent a message even after he was done playing. Uh, so it's it's awesome you're a part of this. And this is you, this is a sort of continuing a tradition, Gene, with you with Sports Central as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, a number of years ago, uh, I got involved, and uh, I thought Bob, me, uh, you, and I were, were virtually the same age and uh, had same upbringing regarding the importance of sports in our lives and now we we are we we're not bad at what we do but we're also pretty lucky to do what we do uh whether it's on radio or tv and uh, i i thought when i had a chance to be involved in something that meant helping out the community i thought what better connection than kids and sports and so um that and you know dave as mean as he was on the ice he was as kind of off the ice and he always had time for people in the community including kids and i, I think dave up there and, and his son jason has, has been involved with us um w- would love to see what what we what the whole community is trying to do with the edmonton Oilers community foundation so yeah you know put a lid on a kid 50 bucks if you've got it and uh we're, we're trying to put a push on to see how many we can get and how many kids that means uh, we can service so that they have a helmet on when they go skate uh, wherever it is on an outdoor rink, an indoor rink, uh, a lake or a pond, do it safely, but we want to make sure they are as safe as possible with a helmet on top of their head. All right, and uh, just a reminder on the website again. Yeah, so the website is uh, sportscentral.org slash put a lid on a kid. Nicely done, Gene. Th- or three minutes and ten seconds is up. Thank you. <laughs> I'll try and give you as much time tomorrow night in the intermission. Okay, uh, some would say less is more, if you know what I mean. Thanks a lot, okay. Gino. Care, All right, Bob. you bet. Uh, we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, Ron McClain.